One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Down the block, Andrew Gunn. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and won. Now, on to absolutely huge news. And the ramifications of this are crazy because it throws selection for New South Wales in complete disarray. But also, let's say New South Wales go on to win with the new halves pairing. It throws the plan that's been in place Mm. for the last five years into complete disarray as well. And all of a sudden, let's say, you know, New South Wales, the underdogs at the moment, go to Suncorp, win, game three, they win the series. Going into next year's series, it's no longer a sure thing that Cleary gets it. Now, I think right now, before a kick ball's been kicked, I think Cleary is your man for the next five years. But we'll get into that. But what an unbelievably unfortunate incident for, for New South Wales. And also, Cleary, it was, this next game was such an opportunity for him. Such an opportunity. This, is, this has got folklore written all over it. I agree with uh, Timmy message as well when it happened. I just, when I looked at it and it happened, and I know it's hindsight hero, I get it, but it's like, oh, sometimes I wish the key playmakers just wouldn't back up after Origin, especially Nathan Cleary. I'm pretty sure he ran for the most Ks of any player on the Origin field. And so I look at that and I go, oh, maybe. But I know it's hindsight if he gets through the game. Can't be, I don't... I don't think it is hindsight hero because I know we've all been in agreement with it, but I've gone pretty heavy on it in the past. I just don't understand, like, with the how long the season is these days. Like it's literally 27 rounds. The rep players playing three extra origin games, you know, World Cup end of last year. Particularly when it's a team like Penrith we, or the South Sydney Rabbitohs, who we know they're probably going to be top four. They'll be playing finals footy. They're top of the table. They don't need to back them up. I just, I've never understood it, and... We saw on the weekend, Jai Arrow, gone. I know he only played sort of a bit more limited minutes in origin, but we lose Cam Murray, who I saw a report that he had a little groin niggle coming out of Wednesday night, backed up anyway, gone, lasted about 30 minutes. Nathan Cleary goes, who was dealing with a groin injury a month ago. He wasn't even kicking goals, plays origin, and then four days later backs up. And it's so I don't think it is hindsight here. I don't know why there's this need them to, we see the Gold Coast Titans. They played Dave Fafita 30 minutes. Sure, they didn't get the win, but I found that good coaching. Like, we need him for the rest of the year. We can't afford him to get injured. So I, 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 it really angers I, me. I would have been okay, and I know, again, hindsight because we end up getting the win. I would have been okay if Haas, Carrigan, 
those boys rested and we and we lost like because i just they're so important and then it's nearly impossible to follow ivan cleary's coaching in recent years he's been near perfect but he always backs players up and like going into the last couple of rounds of the season where you think they they'd had the minor premiership sewn up and had opportunity to rest him and there are games where he hadn't rested key players like isaiah played 80 minutes in origin four days later backs up for the panthers and plays 80 minutes again mm. like do you really need to do that yeah uh, it's such it's such a tough line when you've been in an NRL squad. You've got to push that boundary as far as you can push it of toughness. Mm. As soon as it's it's like a like the gymnast where they walk along those whatever it is the tra- trapeze or whatever it is like a balancing act between pushing toughness as hard as you can push it because you need thirty men or women almost just animalistic tough like tough as mm. anything. I mean, you wouldn't believe some of the injuries that people play with, but it's finding that balance between professional sports, their bodies need to be rested. And so, like, if you say, oh, well, we just rest our origin players, then there might be this kind of message of, you know, well, a real origin player is an origin player that plays after he plays on Wednesday, he plays on the weekend for his team. So I personally would always rest my key players if I'm – especially if I'm a top eight side, that not even a top eight. If I'm a, a side that I know is probably going to be there and it would take us completely falling off a cliff – I would rest my key origin players, especially if they're like veterans. Rookies are a little bit different, I think, because they haven't got as much miles in their legs. Like, for mm. example, I'm okay with Reese Walsh backing up because he's in his second or third year. You know, he hasn't got as much miles in his legs. But guys that have been around for ages, I, I probably wouldn't play. It's tough. I guess it's a hard balance for Ivan to find because I would imagine that every well, pretty much know every one of those Panthers boys they wanted to back. 100. percent They take so much pride. Yeah, it's not knocking the players. Yeah, it's more sure. a coaching decision. Like, of course, is. the players want to back up. Yeah, but you've got to like, like, like. Thankfully, Nate's injury is only five or six weeks. But if it was worse than that, like, that leaves Penrith season <sighs> in tatters. Mm. Well, I mean, the competition's so tight. And look, I'll stay in the eight. But the competition is so tight. That five to six weeks could cost him a top four spot. It could. It legitimately could. And and it, let, yeah. Sorry, Gary. Well, like, and also, if not that, it could cost them being able to rest Nath and other guys for the last week or two, mm. like they like you ideally want to do. And and like, so Jack Cogger probably next in line in the halves, came off the bench on the weekend. We think. Mm. Yeah, po- yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> Whoever's next in line, yeah. wouldn't you just see it's like a game at home in Penrith against the Dragons, a game that even if they rested, say, Cleary or a couple there, you'd back them to get the job mm. done. If Cleary does go down at the end of the year, you think it's a great opportunity to get some games and some time in the leagues of Jack Cogger or whoever is next in line in the halves. To make it even more bizarre, Isaiah, yeah, as you said, played 80 minutes in Origin, played 80 minutes the other night. Mm. They, they played Sonny Luke in reserve grade. So even if they wanted to play Isaiah Leo for less minutes, you would assume Mitch Kenny would go to 13. Mm. Well, they obviously went in with a plan just to play Isaiah Yo. I can see it from the perspective, the Panthers coaching staff of almost when you play, you lose an origin game, everyone's down in the dumps. You just want to get back back out in the footy field and get that confidence back. Mm. Whereas sometimes, like let's say they rested them, that's a whole 10 days of Mm. thinking about that loss. And so they're just in their head, in their head. So I I get what you're saying. I understand in regards to like just rest the the origin players, but having been in squads and, and how far you've kind of, push that boundary between toughness and smartness. I can understand why the Panthers would... Like, why, you know, the Rabbitohs and Panthers and even Broncos, the players backed up. But, yeah, Jesus, a risk. Jesus, a risk. Especially considering he had the groin issue earlier in the year. Uh, it is hindsight to a degree. If he had got through the match fine, we wouldn't even be talking about but it. But, like, there were three... So, Arrow, 
was ankle, I believe. So like the Murray and, and Cleary are both soft tissue injuries. If, if Murray actually did have a niggle coming out of mm. Wednesday and he still played, I, I do think that's a mistake. Yeah. I, that's, that's crazy. Um, I think it's madness. Yeah. Regardless. But it's, as I said, it's a hard balance as a coach. You've got this relationship with the players. You don't want to quell the competitor in them and say, nah, you're not playing. Even if you want to play, you're not yeah. playing. It's a hard balance. I don't know what the right answer is. I really don't. Because um, at the same time, I sit there and I watch Val Holmes and I go, fuck, what a good knock that is. Yeah. For sure, for sure. And I know they're in a different situation. Like even Munster played, things, Munster played. Yeah. Like these guys, so it, it seems like a, a, a competition-wide, um, I guess, decision. I have a question, and I've thought this forever. Why, I don't understand how, like any downside in breaking up the comp into two, like the EPL do, like having, they have an international break, have origin for three weeks, so then the TVs don't get screwed around because there's no like games where the origin stars don't play you just push the season back to two weeks it started a bit earlier and then you can just do outside of origin you can just do like other international stuff throughout that three three week period i i, I see zero downside in that and then you don't have to worry about this because now from round what is it round 11 to around 17 or 18 club footy is diluted because mm. it, there's origin affected it's origin affected in one way or another so i just I've never understood why they don't just make that an origin period. I've, yeah, I've yeah. always said the best solution for eligibility and I think the best, I guess, product for origin is essentially a month off so that you're not just playing seven days, seven days, seven days after each other. A month off club footy and then there's a round robin with all international teams. Anyone that doesn't qualify... Because that, that way, if you're, say, you're Samoan Tongan, if you have a Tongan team that you can play for you get to choose mm. to play mm. for them and then eligibility goes out the window because you've got the players that want to play for australia that are playing for new south wales and queensland and then you've got the players that samoa or tonga png fiji it's more important than play. you know what i mean I, I just think it solves that issue mm. as well um i'd also have the nrlw in that period as well for sure it would be like a magic month or something like that i know we've got magic round but magic month I would, and then all the teams, that do, all the players that don't qualify for Samoa, Tonga, because not only does it strengthen, like it make it a great month, but it also strengthens. It gives the Samoan, Tongan, the Polynesians, and that gives them more opportunities to play for their country. They barely get to play for them, um, and so the players that don't qualify for any of that for New South Wales, Queensland, and all the other the nations, they go back and play New South Wales and Queensland Cup and, and rise that. Um, up a bit. Jeez, my liver absolutely shit itself when you said magic month. <laughs> Good God. Be unreal though, I agree. Because it just just doesn't work. Personally, I kind of enjoy this period because I like watching the young guys mm. get an opportunity and come in, but it does dilute the entire competition. Maddie's mm. 100% right. Yeah, I think mm. crack idea and have like, yeah, the, the Pacific Nations tri-tournament or uh, whatever it is, some sort of setup there to, to elevate that up onto the stage and get more games in that because it's such a big part of rugby league. So I, I think that's a rip right here from Maddie, and I'd be all for it. And just on just on the resting players argument, the one coach this weekend that his Origin players didn't even name them was just like, no, you're having the Wayne. weekend off. Wayne Bennett, I'd be the greatest coach of all time. Mm. I know the Dolphins got done, but still, he didn't even consider it. Like just said, no, nah, from the word go, last Tuesday didn't name his Origin yeah. players. So I guess to be clear, we're not specifically having a crack at the Panthers because Cleary got injured. It's more a comp-wide yeah. issue that, again, I'm not sure where I land on it. I, I probably personally would rest players, 
but I'm not the one whose job's on the line if I don't make the eight. You know what I mean? Like, so it's very easy for me to go, yeah, yeah, I'd rest them, I'd rest them. Meanwhile, if I had a family, I've got a contract, we're, we're hanging around the eight, would I, you know what I mean? Would I risk that? It's, it's, it's Can I ask, does, does Wayne have a history of resting origin players? I like, think he does. He does? I yeah. think I think initially he didn't. Yeah. But I think as he's gotten a bit older, I think he Because, like, obviously that game was Saturday 3 p.m. in New Zealand. Mm. So I wonder if that... Mm. But, but if, he has, if he has a history... I think, yeah, I think he does. I think he does. And, and it's, it's definitely, obviously, um, player-by-player scenario. So yeah. Hudson Young played 30 minutes in origin. Two-day back up, sweet. 30 minutes, he's fine. He's yeah. young, he's fit, good to go. I get that. Uh, Val Holmes, the Cowboys, they had to win that game against Melbourne. Yeah. He's a centre, workload not as big, fit as, good to go, all good. But they're... Like big minute forwards in particular backing up, I think mm. it's crazy. Well, what's funny is I was going to messages, but I, I thought, no, nah, they wouldn't name to play. So the gym I go to down the road, as I'm walking in, a little van's driving out, and I see this like silhouette that is like exactly like Payne Hass, beard, <laughs> big square haircut. Anyway, it was bloody, um, they were just leaving Hass, Carrigan, and Reynolds, and maybe some young fellas were leaving the gym at like eight o'clock in the morning of the day of the game. So I thought that they were and, – and I asked the dudes at the, the – or they told me um, at the desk, like, what do they do? And they thought, oh, they worked out. I was like, they worked out the day of the game. So I thought they were getting pulled. But, that, but they must have done some kind of active recovery yeah. to get them ready to play. Because um, I, I personally – I mean, I know active recovery. That became a thing towards the end of my career. But usually on game day, the most you're doing is a walk th- – uh, you're, um, you're like, you just go for a walk together. But that these boys actually must have done something in the gym. Yeah, right. Yeah, so. Interesting. I was going to get messages and say I think they might be scratched because like they must have gone up and done a big workout. Who was it? Uh, Payne, Carrigan. Payne. Well, that's this is what the the reception does. I, I know House was definitely there because I saw his massive silhouette in the car because um, they like they were already past me driving. Um, yeah, Haas, Carrigan, Reynolds. So maybe just active recovery or something. There you go. Okay, let's get into the chat. Clearly injured. Who do you put in? I'm going Adam Reynolds. Who's your six? Uh, I'm undecided on my six, but uh, I think if you're going to bring Latrell back in and play him at left centre, I would probably lean towards Cody Walker. But, God, I feel sorry for Jerome Lawyer because I don't think he deserves to get dropped. Timmy? Nico Hines is my seven. Who's your six? I'm a bit torn on it as well. Between Cody and and Jerome, I I thought for as... Poor performance it was from the Blues and losing that game. I thought Jeremy Lewis was really good. Mm. I, I, I thought he had a terrific game. I thought he created some terrific space for Stephen Crichton out wide, gave him ample opportunities. Yeah, I, I thought it was fantastic. So, oh, gee, I, I think it's hard by dropping Jeremy Lewis off the back of game one, but Cody's been exceptional. You know, we know that there a lot of the reason that Jerome and a few of these Panthers guys were picked were because of the Penrith connection. Mm. Well, Nathan Cleary is the Penrith connection. He mm. goes, that just changes the dynamic of that entire side. So maybe Cody Walker comes in, but yeah, certainly Nico Hines at seven. It's such a unique situation that either Critter's going to be your left centre and Jerome's going to be your left side ball player or Cody Walker and Luttrell. Mm. Like yeah. I just, I think you're better off just going all in on one. Who's your nine then? <sighs> well, <laughs> same argument, isn't it? Yeah. Do you just go all in on Bunnies? Do you pick both of them? I, I personally don't think we can play um, Appy for 80 minutes again. I know, I know it didn't it didn't go poorly, but we didn't get the very best out of Appy, which mm. is if I'm picking Appy, I want him to be at his crafty best. So 
Do you pick both of them? I don't know where he's at, but I said last week, I would love to see Cam McInnes picked in this side. Mm. If you're looking for a guy that can start at hooker, then be used as a middle forward, mm. whereas I'm not convinced if Cook or Appy, you can use... Well, I don't think you can. Cook, Cook's probably the one that you could more so, but I still wouldn't want to do it. What about Reese Robson? Yeah, I wouldn't be against Reese Robson, but if you're going to pick Reese Robson, might as well pick Damien Cook, I think. No, but Reese Robson can play that lock kind of role that Cam McInnes could. Yeah. Similar body shape to Cotter. Similar, yeah. I, I don't. I think I would. If I'm going to do that, I'd rather have Cam McInnes personally. Okay. The um, Cam McInnes is back, scheduled to be back in two weeks, so the timing might be a so little, little bit. Yeah. We just don't have that. And Rich Robson is probably the closest guy mm. to that. To be fair, but yeah, I don't know, mate. It is an absolute jigsaw puzzle. The craziest puzzle in my mind as to who gets selected because. If you go all in on the, the Rabbitohs one, you could go as far as if Murray is good to play, you put him at 13. For the sake of this discussion, it's almost a blessing in disguise that Murray isn't available. Exactly, because then... then that adds another half an hour to mm. the conversation. And so, look, I personally think... I can understand people thinking Reynolds, Walker, maybe Cook over Appy, I'm not sure, but Reynolds, Walker, I can totally get. You're going into game two, you've got no preparation... You just need two blokes that have played in huge games together. Um, yes, they fell short in the grand final. I get all that, but it's still a bloody grand final. They had to play big games to get there. But what has changed in a week that Nico Hines is not the next guy up? I personally would probably be going Nico at seven, Cody Walker at six. They played all-star Indigenous together. They played fantastic together. Nico won man of the match. Nico in the first half, at least, absolutely tore our right side of the shreds. I know that we ended up, Broncos ended up winning. We, Broncos ended up winning. Uh, I just think the Dalian player of the year, you, if Cleary has injuries in the future or anything, he can be your half for the next four to five years. On top of that, if Hines goes out and kills it, he can also be your half for the next whatever years. Reynolds, it, yeah, mate, I honestly, either way, I just... And, in number six, I, I definitely would go Cody Walker. And it is purely because of that connection. I feel terrible for Jerome Lua. I don't think he is. He was absolutely one of your best. He, you know, there could be arguments to be made. Well, he led Samoa to a World Cup. So how can, why are you just saying that he's just Cleary's, I guess, the only reason he's there is because of Cleary. I, I get that argument. Uh, but me personally, I, I just think you want to have players in there that have kind of played together before. And I don't know Heinz, Loi, do they complement each other? I'm not sure. On form, he shouldn't get dropped. On form. Mm. Because I, he doesn't... I know he's a polarising player. Off the field, he's an absolute legend, trust me. At least the experiences I've had him in, super, super nice. Uh, but I, it's just that combination. It's, just, it's seriously just that combination. Yeah, well, if we're talking combinations, that's part of the reason why I'm going, Adam Reynolds. Mm. Without I, I like I like the call, Kemp, here of, you know, look, we need to win this game, but we also need to keep an eye on the future. And let's be realistic. It would take something pretty damn special from the Blues in game two and three. Let's say Cleary does miss game three mm. for Cleary not to be the starting halfback game one next year, mm. really. So if Nico does come in and kill it, he can be the halves combination with Nathan Cleary going forward and play 5-8. And I think that's what I the combo I wanted from game one, ideally. So I think Nico's the play, and I just think you've got to give the bloke the chance. Could you put Luai at 14? Because he has actually played a bit of 14. I actually think he could play nine for a little bit. 
for 10 minutes or so. Bring him on. He's, he's back up. You could, but I think Birdo's about a 14, isn't he? Birdo? So you reckon Birdo will get that 14 role? I think game one showed we need someone with a lot of versatility yeah. to play 14. Do you say you think Birdo, Birdo could play number nine for 10 minutes or so? It makes it hard now that Murray's out. Definitely. Mm. Yeah, it does. I mean, it is just throwing your selections but into I, a complete blender. I, again, from game one, I, I had Damien Cook there because I think he can do the 80 mm. easily enough, which would allow the Birdo play off the bench. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I had Cookie there game one too. Um, Appy played solidly in game uh, game one, so like, Fuck, I just I feel bad for it's, it's like it's so bizarre that like these players in these key positions that were arguably your New South Wales best now having to have their positions questioned when you're just like oh I feel bad for them. Well, there's a really good chance we get to game two and Appy, Luai and Critter all miss selection. Yeah, yeah, and it's purely on combinations, and it's a it's a must win decider. You have no time, you have no second chances. It's at SunCorp. You know, are you willing to risk the fact that they have barely played together in a decider? Man, oh, I, fuck, I feel bad for Luai. He, he stands up in a game where everyone else struggled and then all of a sudden he has to have this pressure. I, if, if Luai was more, like, loved by the fans, do you think that there would be as much pressure on him to get replaced by a like Oh, Taylor? I definitely think the people are looking at the way as what they perceive him to be rather than his performance, mm. 100%, without a doubt. I don't think there's any question mark there for me. Mm. As harsh as it is on Luai if he gets dropped, if the reason he gets dropped is because to put Cody Walker in that in, that's also the reason he got picked in game one. So mm. it's not like you can be... That's, it's been the same consistent thinking the whole way through. So, and then, then, even though it is harsh. But if you go, then you go even a step further than that and you would say, well, maybe Reynolds is the guy because of combinations. But then, then you look at combinations and going with this Penrith contingent the last couple of years, well, that's served us well, hasn't it? We got done last year and then we just got done in the game we should have iced uh, in game one. So it's like, well, I don't know. Is, is the Penrith connection the right decision? But it's hard, though, because like, Penrith guys are our best players, in my opinion. Mm. And also, the last five series, you've won three, lost two. You know, and, and that's basically when the Penrith contingent have been there to a degree. Like, I know Luai came in a little bit later, but to a degree. Cleary has been there for the five. The keep. When did Isaiah make his debut? 2020. 2020. So, basically, the key contingent of Penrith players has been since 2020. Was it 20? Oh, because it was at the end of the year, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. So there, there may be a stronger argument for the Penrith situations not working at the moment because you've only won one series. Oh, I mean, 50-50. You've won one, lost one. Lost two, yeah. Oh, yeah, we're 23. Okay, so lost two, won one. But the one you won was a record margin. Jesus, it's a tough call. Jesus, it's a tough call. I will say... Something I wanted to talk about from last week, and we, we did discuss it to a, to a degree, um, but I think that, and, you know, Guru, I think you discussed it as well for a different point, but I think the eight in a row or the Queensland dynasty has completely warped people's minds as to how even Origin is. Here's some stats on some players. I know I'm damaged goods, but proceed. Peter Sterling, Origin. He's an Origin legend, Peter Sterling. Is that a fair comment? Yeah. One series win. Alfie Langer. Would you ever say Alfie Langer can't step up in big games? He lost five consecutive series in 96 as a whitewash. 
Cleary's is three, Cleary is three series from five attempts. It's just like mm. it has warped people's minds. Origin before that dynasty was like tit for tat. Now I know that there was periods where you know New South Wales won three, and I get that. But if you go back before the dynasty, I think like the win rate was literally like you know whatever sixty five to sixty four or, or whatever it was. It was super super close over a long time. Can you get that up, please? What the amount of wins each state has had in total, yeah. um, and don't include obviously before bloody you yeah, know yeah. yeah. Um, and so I just think that like people that are like, oh, you know, there's some people call on for Cleary to even be dropped. Some people even call on that Cleary, it's good that Cleary's injured. I just think that people have been completely warped about this, this idea that you should just go in and win eight series. Otherwise you're not dominant. Calling for Cleary to be dropped is dribble. That's so dumb. Yeah. yeah. Ridiculous. Um, not sure if this, if the last game included, but whatever. Queensland, 68 wins. New South Wales, 57 wins. Okay. So take out... Eight, or eight points. Well, you know what? Take out the take out the games. Let's let's go series. It's twenty six to sixteen, so that means it would be sixteen to eighteen if you exactly. take out the eight. Exactly, and that's my point. That's what that's what Origin is 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 like tit for tat. So if you're rolling in like Andrew Johns, fifty one percent win rate, five series. When did Joey have his big moment? And we've spoken about it too. We we still are waiting for Cleary to have his big Origin series. He was about thirty years old. When did Freddie have his big moment? 2004, when he was, what, about 30 years old? Mm. Um, now, some people try to say, oh, well, Cam Munster, you know, he was 26 or so when he had his crazy moment. Well, you know, <laughs> first of all, that's Cam Munster for one. And second of all, that's still around the age that Cleary is right now. My, uh, talking about having the warp perspective, this is a slightly distant example, but also a really good one. So we just finished watching the, I was watching the, Jargons Panthers game with my girlfriend mm. and after the game I had clear as my super coach captain so I was just in a shit mood you know still coming off the back of the game one loss and she's like oh it's, it's alright it's alright she goes yeah I'm like yeah the Cleary injury she goes yeah so well that's bad for the she's not a big footy fan that's bad for the Blues and Origin isn't it and I'm like yeah very bad for us she goes really though like Queensland Roy's probably going to win that game one and I just looked at her and went I was like what do you mean and she goes, they sort of always win, don't they? <laughs> and I had that exact argument with her. I just said, no. I'm like, you, you've warped because of this eight in a row. Yeah. And everyone just thinks Queensland are gods. I'm like, actually, if you look overall, it's quite even. She's like, okay, no need to get, no need to get angry. <laughs> well, it's the nicest ex-girlfriend you've ever had. Yeah. <laughs> we had a good run. It was, uh, it was a point that you were alluding to, Guru, um, in regards, I think, to a different point uh, with the almost trauma that these young, this next generation of of got in origin of <laughs> they haven't seen the legends have their moments i mean obviously cleary has one five now but before that that generation of basically what was it 14 years man i went through high school without an origin figure. yeah so yeah, there's like too. a whole bunch of kids that they didn't get to experience you know yeah. as you said john's you know all those boys doing what they did I'll tell you a story. In 2014, when we finally won that Origin Series, I was studying, doing teaching at the time, right? Mm. So in a cohort of teaching, there's probably, you know, 100 females, maybe 10 males, right? Mm. And our my final test for that year was the – or the final test for that semester was the day after that Origin game, right, when we won the series. <laughs> oh, so God. I left the casino at about 8 a.m. I, I had the best time ever. My exam was at 10 a.m. I just I, – I went to my doctor, who was a Blues fan, obviously, and mm. he just said, oh, I'll write you a certificate. That's fine. So the way it worked at uni was that you had to 
if you missed the exam, you had to redo it in a few weeks' time. And they would have it in a certain room, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so excited I show up to that certain room. Of the 10 blokes that were in my uni course, <laughs> eight of them were in that room. <laughs> <laughs> we all missed it because of Oh, that's great. Yeah. That is so great good. stuff. All in our footy shorts, like, oh, this was worth it. <laughs> this is great. You irresponsible losers. <laughs> <laughs> all the responsible women getting the job done and yeah. you bloody idiots drinking yourself silly. <laughs> Not a single female was in that room doing that test. It was yeah, unreal. That doesn't tell you how stupid us went. Oh, I don't know what is, but we'll do it every day of the week. 100%. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just wanted to make that point, this this idea that, you know, unless you've got like a 60 to whatever percent win rate, you know, you're not an origin player or this, like, I, it's just, it's completely warped. It's completely warped. As I said, the great Joey Johns, your greatest, well, some would argue, but he's your greatest ever player in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 50, he won five series across his entire career. Nathan Cleary only needs to win two more series for him to get it. And I know he hasn't had that, you know, 2005 moment. Plenty of time to do it. Mm. He's got about 10 years to do it. Look, Daly Cherry Evans going into this series was, I think, at a, like, he'd only maybe at a 50% win rate. So just a point I wanted to make. Okay. End of story. Who are you picking? I'm going Adam Reynolds. I'm going for the combination. I'm going for the best kicking game in rugby league. We've got the cattle to beat you. But we need the direction. Mm. He brings that for me. He has proven on big stages, Adam Reynolds, that he will deliver. He's the Brisbane Broncos halfback, for God's sake. Mm. I'm happy to take him to Suncorp with me. I think Nico Hines is a tremendous player. Dalian medalist, I get it. Finals last year, 0-2. Hasn't been in the top eight team this year. I think he won three from 11 against top eight teams last year. I think Nico Hines is going to be a tremendous player, but he's in his second year of first grade putting him in for essentially his origin debut as a halfback at Suncorp in a must-win game, I wouldn't be doing it. I would be going with Adam Reynolds. I understand the argument that it's stunting growth for the future. I get it. I'm here to win this origin series. That's what I want to do. Timmy? Cookie at nine, Nico Hines at seven. Look, I'd probably go, as a result of having Cookie in there in particular, the Bunnies connection, and I'd, I'd probably go... Uh, Cody Walker at 5'8". Mm. I feel so bad for Luai. As I said, I thought he was great in game one. Mm. Uh, and then Cam Graham. Oh, sorry, Latrell Mitchell will be coming in at left centre, provided he's good to go, which it sounds like he will be. So uh, that's where I'd be leaning. Yeah, when Clear went down last night after I finished crying, I went to bed and the whole night just dreamt about the like Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds coming back together. Just as a, as a selfish South mm. fan, it... It had honestly, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it. I, I would love it so much. But I think Kynes was there last game. He was at the 14. He was at Dally M7 last year. I wouldn't be, I would love Adam Reynolds and Walker, but I think it's, I think it should be Cody Walker at six because you can't, it's, it's, I get the combinations thing, but now that that's out the window, you can't ignore what he's done in the last, say five years, but just this year, last year, he's absolutely unbelievable. Walker's my six, Nico Hines, Dally M, he's my seven, Cook's my hooker. Cook at nine? Yeah. Man, I, I think either, I think if you kept Luai, I'd understand it. If you kept, if you put Walker there, I personally would be going Cookie at uh, number, I, I always had Cookie at number nine. Um, then I would be going Nico Hines at seven. I'd be going Cody Walker at six. Um, and obviously Trell Mitt. And I'd probably be trying to squeeze Campbell Graham in there somewhere. Well, that was going to be my next question. you got Latrell Mitchell left centre, we all agree, come mm. straight mm. in. 
Stephen Crichton, really good game. Next game, do you put <coughs> Turbot right center? Do you move Critter over to that side, or do you give Campbell Graham an Origin debut at Suncorp? Yeah, it's it's a mate. It's, I don't envy Freddie here because that's a tough spot to be. And lot, no matter yeah. what he does, if he loses, you all say, "What was he doing?" Exactly. I was about to say, you let's all remember this moment, guys. We're all confused. We mm. all we watch rugby league every day, and I understand it's his job to make the right call. I get that, but let's say Sun, you know, let's say Queensland come out and absolutely pump New South Wales to pretend that this wasn't a tough call and it could have gone either way. Is it, I mean, that's what's going to happen. It's going to be like, it was obvious you should have gone. If, if we go Hines, it should have been obvious you should have gone Reynolds. If we go Reynolds, obvious you should have gone Hines. Um, Exhibit A, Tedesco gets injured a few years ago. And yeah, Pappy. We go, Why didn't we have a guy that can only play fullback on the bench? Yeah, Pappy. It was a Pappy. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Oh, man. God. Um, so, mate, it is tough. It is tough. And, as, and I, I just feel so, as I said, Penrith, the couple of Penrith players, well, three. Like, so Isaiah Yeh probably didn't have the best game. Cleary, probably a bit quiet. But outside of that, Martin, Crichton, Luai were your best players last time. And so I think two of them may not be there. Oh. And Crichton was in our best players. Sorry? Jim Crichton was in our best players. Stephen Crichton? Yeah. You don't reckon? I didn't think he was that good, no. Really? Okay. Oh, you, oh, you weren't on the review. Okay, we'll wish no. that. I thought that he had... Distant memory now. There was a cup. He had a really bad tip on over the top, tried to go for a miracle play. Mm. There was... Pretty poor pass from Luai, though. Pretty poor pass from Luai. Uh, there was... Luai, I believe, was putting him into really good space at one point, and it was just a little catch pass to Bizar on his left, and I thought we were in, and he didn't get it, get rid of it. And I think that probably comes back to again. I know he played a lot on the left, but... I think his ball playing, his left-right catch pass has gotten a lot better on the right. I think mm. going back to the left, it wasn't there. It didn't look natural. didn't get that away. I thought defensively there's a couple of little lapses there. Uh, I, I just didn't think he was that good. Yeah, wow. Well, I wish yeah. you were here. I wish you were here. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was really good. Mm. I thought he made some real good defensive reads. Obviously that tip on, silly. Mm. The other offload, it was the end of the game. He was just trying to make it. Oh, yeah, I thought he was good. Oh, that's mm. interesting. Yeah, I thought he was good too. Um, why do you hate Critter? Critter, I like Critter so much, bro. Like seriously, I don't. I love Critter. <laughs> I love. I love Critter. I. I just think. I'm joking. He just gets so much hype at times, and I feel like I'm watching different games. Okay. Okay. So, would you say your centers would be, let's say, Tommy Turbo isn't good, would be yeah. Campbell, Campbell Graham. Graham, and uh, yep. Charlie Mitt? Are you, are you picking Turbo right now? Uh, yep. I, yeah, so re- I was a bit surprised the other day, but by you guys saying that you'd, you'd like, I, I I've rewatched the game. Yeah, and I probably would pick Tommy. He actually did have some quite a few good moments. I think my, I mean, I didn't, I didn't say on the review that I would have dropped him. I was yeah. on the fence, um, but my perception has also been warped by unless he goes out and absolutely explodes games apart. You know, he's had a quiet game, but yeah, if you go fair. back and watch, he actually had some good moments. I think if we put the broom through this team, I think. Like keeping people like Tommy and Frizzell, like Frizzell's not going to get dropped. But like keeping just a bit of experience there will go a long way. I'm I, I'm not picking TPJ, but I think I would keep Hudson Young on the side though. Yeah, I'm not picking Tavita Pangla Jr. Um, you know, he had some. I mean, he was solid on the weekend. Had that incredible pickup, um, but then once again did that offload coming to his own, and it ended up working out. I do feel sorry for TPJ though. Yeah, I I just. Yeah, I just think there might be some other people that can just be what you guys need. 
Um, but I, I'm not like so against it. Like mm. if he gets selected, I'm not like, oh my God, that's outrageous because there is an argument for... You knew what you were signing up for with Tavita Pomo. Well, mate, TBJ doesn't lie to you. He is who he is. So it's like, you know, you're going to drop him after throwing one bad offload. It's like, well, that's kind of what he does. That's what yeah. he's capable so of doing. He can lose your game. He can win you a game. You backed him in to win you a game. And as soon as he threw a bad offload, you, you pulled him. him. Like, so I don't think he'll get selected. I just... I, I'm, I, think, I'm, I think I'm going to keep him, TBJ. Mm. I, don't, I just don't think anyone else is really knocking down the door. The reason, the reason why I'm, I feel that... I would probably pick someone else. It's not because of the offload. I just didn't see the impact. Like, I just didn't see... When a Queensland debutante comes out of nowhere, a bolter, there's just this energy. They just impact the game. And everyone's gone, oh, my God, look at Ruben Cotter, look at Tina. Like, they just... And I just didn't see that energy from Tavita Pango Jr. And maybe that's just not who he is as a player, and that's being unfair. He, I actually thought he had a solid game with one bad error. Well, two, two mistakes, but one bad error. But I, I needed more than just solid from Tavita Pangai Jr. I wanted some impact. So it's in there going, whoa. And to be honest with you, I if he picks him in game two, as I said, I feel sorry for TBJ because if I'm sitting there going, well, hold on, I threw one bad offload. This bloke hooked me. Does mm. he back me or not? Yeah. Because then all of a sudden you're just holding the ball. You're not 100%. Gonna, he, yeah. He's not going to play like himself. And if he's not going to play like himself and take the risks that he's going to take, why are you picking him? Mm. I think um, I would probably have Hudson Young on the bench. Cam Murray, if he if he beats the fitness, I'd put Cam Murray, Liam Martin. I know you guys would keep Cam Murray on the bench. I just think you start like your every minute to start the game matters. So you get your best team on the field straight away, mm. and just because think about how important that first ten points was for Queensland that we scored. I mean, it won us the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was obviously coming back from injury and he had limited time, so probably impacted his minutes, but. Liam Martin, holy oh, shit, so he was good. He, was so he comes good. in and plays 80 on an edge for sure. Yeah, I put him on edge. Cam Murray on the other edge. If he's not, if Cam Murray's injured, I put Tyson Brazel there. I keep Hudson Young on my bench. Um, and then I, I look to Stefano, Daniel Saifidi. Obviously, this this could change as the games are played on the weekend, guys. We're just going from from now. If TBJ does keep his spot, would you still would you put him on the bench and start Paulo? A hundred percent. I was Definitely. always definitely. I again. It's, I said the same thing before the game even started. I said the 20 minutes, you don't know how it's going to go. How did it go? We scored 10 points. We won, and it won us the game. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying Paulo would have changed that, but we know Paulo can handle origin. So it's like more likely that... And I'm not saying that the tries were Tavita Pangai Jr.'s fault. I'm just saying get your best team on the park and then go the Blue, Yeah, there. Blue's basically made a triple change in, the, in whatever minute that was. And Liam Martin pretty much scored straight away and... Blue started dominating. Yeah. So. I, I just think you've got to put your best... You're just not in a place... You're just not in the same place as Queensland that can kind of like... Has this specific game plan and, you know, can be okay where we're going to start with this guy to be a really good defensive player. Like, I just reckon New South Wales in the spot where it's like, get your best blokes on the field, win the first 20 minutes or at least control it and then just hope that these guys that are rookies come on and just have some impact. Are you picking Hudson again? Yeah, I yeah. am. Well, he gave away a couple of penalties. It wasn't his... Finest 30 minutes, but bloody hell, he got given 30 minutes. He was probably going there expected to play big minutes. I thought they would have stuck by him, so I'm absolutely picking him again. Mm. Yeah, I, I didn't like the way that Freddie handled that at all. Because that's basically two players that... Now, maybe it was all part of the game plan, 
but basically two players that he hooked in that game. Maybe it was. Uh, it was part of the game plan man. to put to start TPJ, then put him on for eight minutes and take him off in the second half. I'll give it away. But maybe Hudson Young was only supposed to play thirty minutes. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, it could have been because like that's maybe how he got Liam Martin on. Both in interchanges general. felt like they coincided with errors mm. to me, and it felt like Freddie went oh no in too deep here. I, I yeah could definitely be wrong. I thought Martin was going to come on and play more of a role through the middle mm. originally and then it just turned on its head and he ended up coming on and playing edge I prefer him on an edge but I, I thought the plan was for him to come on and play more in the middle I just think that like with a Hudson Young type player you bring him off the bench and you just say mate you're in the middle run as hard as you can for 10 runs mm. and then I'll get you off and we can build into an 80 minute yeah you know origin, origin player. player and that's the other thing for me like if it was part of the plan to take Hudson Young after the 30 Liam Mar- I, like I know it worked out obviously but you know, he's either a middle forward or usually a right edge player. Mm. You put him on the left with the halfback. He doesn't like. I'm not yeah. buying it was part of the plan. I'm calling mm. bullshit on mm. that personally. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, one more quick point. The amount of Tedesco negative chat oh. has been mind blowing to me. Mind blowing. He's played what 19 Origins, 20, 19 or 20. He has legitimately had one not so good game. Wasn't due to lack of effort. Wasn't due to lack of trying. Wasn't due to lack of really. It was, if anything, it was too much effort. He was doing too mm. much on the footy field, and just the disrespect to a legend of your state. I just don't understand it. Put it this way: Imagine game one, Munster came out and had a shocker. Do you reckon that Queensland would be saying he needs to be dropped, get rid of him? No, and- Campy. No, they wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, 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 I completely agree, and I think most a lot of people that have common sense in New South Wales would agree with you as well. But it's the, punishing. The, I'm the, so glad after obviously missing the Origin podcast on Thursday to come on here and we chat about the spine and changes. And at no point did you guys bring up so Tedesco. I was like, of course we're sticking with James Tedesco. Yeah, mate. And as you said, it wasn't for a lack of. If anything, he was trying too hard. Yeah. And it, it, it is a change in the way that he plays. It's not him as a footballer not being up to it. Yeah. All he, all he needs to do, and he came out after the game, so Teddy must listen to the podcast. He must listen to the podcast. <laughs> Wouldn't have been Freddie or any other uh, uh, legends of the game. After the game on the weekend, he said, you know, a lot's been weighing on my shoulders. Basically said I was doing too much, trying to do – basically doing too – worrying about everyone else's role instead of just playing my instinctual footy. Um, and, you know, I just need to get back to playing my footy rather than trying to do too much. And I just think that like that's why he's a champion. He could have easily fallen back on his incredible resume and gone, no, I'm not changing the way I play. I'm a Blues legend. Cleary, yes, you're in your 15th game or whatever. You are going to adapt to me. But no, as he's the captain. Teddy's the captain. He's saying, I need to adapt to Cleary and just, just be instinctual around there. And I just think that shows why he's such a champion and why he's been at the top of the game. So for people like calling for his head, it's like one bad game and you're calling for the captains of your state. It is just, I cannot believe it. Then four days later, he comes out, backs up from origin and gets the Roosters cross the line almost single-handedly. He's unbelievable, like champion. Uh, it just, and what I loved about the performance as well is in the first 20 or so minutes, guess how many runs, so he scored two tries, guess how many runs he had? Four. So two of them were tries. And why is that important, in my opinion? It means that he allowed the game to unfold and then injected himself, yeah. rather than immediately, I'm taking hit up after hit up after hit up. Like, the two tries were, were basically 
set plays. So one was Keary with a dummy and then hit him back on the inside. The other one was uh, out the back, out the back, Joey Manu, and then he was supporting through the middle. Like, that's what you want to see with Teddy, getting back to that support play, set plays, not just taking your... Now, every now and then he's going to need to take the one-out hit-ups. We get that, for sure. When you get a quick play of the ball, just get in there. But just picking his moments, I think he did it perfectly on the weekend. All the people calling for Teddy to be dropped, if he would have scored that try that Murray Tuolangi held him up on, yeah. he'd finish with one more line break and one more try and you'd give him eight out of ten. Yeah. Let's be honest here. So, I just... All he, needs, all he needs to do is just to adapt to the way... Now, what is interesting, though, is, is like... He's got to adapt to, I guess, Hines and maybe Walker. It's going to be like, yeah, far out. Holy shit. I will say the positive of bringing a guy like Walker in is I'm pretty sure he's older than Teddy. So even though Teddy's done way more in the game, maybe that maturity, well, he'll be more willing to say, Teddy, I just need you here. I need you here. Um, Oh, man, I can't wait. Oh, there's nothing like Origin footy, baby. Let us know in the comments section what your spine would be. What do you got there, mate? Just got one more question. I think it's pretty important. If, if Cam Murray's ruled out, who would you replace him with? Oh, I mean, Ola Kawatu, we see how he plays on the weekend. Uh, Keon Kolomatangi, obviously a, a front runner. Personally, the biggest concern I have about Murray and for New South Wales is you don't have a like-for-like like with him. You don't have a single other player that plays the way mm. Cam Murray does. Whereas... I think that like Queensland can, let's say Cotter was injured. Like we've got Carrigan that is a bit bigger, but plays a bit similar-ish. So we can fill that role. The concern I have for New South Wales is, is that quick play of the ball through the middle, incredible defence. I just don't see a similar-ish body type. Well, I think the closest we've got is Liam Martin. Yeah. I think we need him on an edge. And I think he's more of an edge kind of guy. Yeah. Um, what do you reckon, Timmy? Who would you go? Yeah, it's a great question. I I think Kalama Tung is a pretty good shout because another player I prefer on the edge we've seen him play in the last 18 months spend a bit of time in the middle for the Bunnies he finished the game on the weekend against the Titans playing more of a middle role so I think Kaloma Tungy is a massive shout he's obviously just back from a lengthy injury so played good mints on the weekend but uh, let's see him get through another game but he's a big one I mean you look at the other the issue is that not only do we have a like-for-like for, like for Murray, but there are players that will be thrown up in the air like Spencer Lenu, but we need big minutes out of them to replace Cam Murray. So who's the man to do that? Lenu, Lenu could play, but he's not going to give you 50 to 60 minutes in origin. Mm. So, I mean, what, Jake Chaboyevich will be out a bit longer? Uh, at the moment, he's yeah. out for a bit longer. If you look at other middle forwards, maybe Dale for Nukin, but he's not—he's more of a. I, I know he's not like for like, but he's probably. I would feel very confident going to Suncorp with Dale in my team, just having that because Jake isn't there. Mm. I think he, he might just be the sort of hardened head that we maybe need. I don't mind the Cam McInnes shout. Mm. I, I really don't mind. He's that. probably as close to it as we we can get, isn't it? Yeah. And if you did have Cam McInnes, it's crazy that we're talking about Cam McInnes for Origin, but I said we've had injuries and mm. said you know he won't let you down. And and you're right, Guru. He, he doesn't have to play big minutes for us. Yeah. I mean, depending what the rest of the bench looks like, but you could go Cookie or if you wanted Appy as your hooker, you can him for 15, 20 minutes. But as you said, it's crazy we're talking about Cam. I'm telling you, if Cam McInnes was a Queenslander, he'd have 10, 10 jerseys sitting in his he court probably, he, You know what? He probably would have been selected when it was like between him and Cookie. And obviously they made the right call with Cookie. But it was between him and Cookie when he was playing for the Dragons, Cam McInnes, and Cookie just got the nod. Mm, so um, close. And, you know, and they would have started Cam as a 14. He would have played middle 40. He would have made 40 tackles. He would have done what he does every single week. Then you said the Welshman don't appreciate it. And he can also play big minutes. Yep. 
Man. But I think it's near him. I, I don't feel confident enough picking Cam McInnes if he doesn't have a game of football under his belt. And the, the other thing with McInnes, having not gotten a start since 2020, mm. Isaiah Yo and Cam Murray are the two best lock forwards in the game. Thereabouts. Just been hard to get him in. But hey, what about Victor Radley? As in, once yeah, again, yeah. missed <laughs> opportunity. Opportunity. Because like he would probably be your closest to Cam Murray that you could bring on. Doesn't have as quick of the play the ball, but a bit of ball playing, could mm. play hooker if you needed to. Great defensive player. You know, loves the contact. I mean, I know his form hasn't been as good as yesteryear, but, you know, who knows, heading in, he could have lifted this game. Oh, man. Imagine Radley and TPJ in the same pack. <laughs> Mate, you know what's so ironic, and we don't even talk about it because we won, but like it was actually our lunatic that got sent 10 in the bin. Mm. Flegler. Yeah. And like it's not even getting talked about, and we know. I know the call was an absolute joke of a call. Oh Ridiculous, my God. wasn't it? Should, oh. have been, should have been sent. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Okay, um, so Reynolds, Walker, Walker, Hines, Walker, Hines, Walker. Oh man, I feel so sorry for Lloyd. I really, really mm. do. He does not deserve to be after his game one performance.
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.